Something happened to me yesterday. Go on then. I was sitting in a tattoo chair for six hours yesterday. Getting my, getting my, my leg tattooed. Didn't realise how long, how big my leg was until uh, until it, only half of it got done. What did you get done? Uh, I got my cherry blossom tree reworked. Which Why? Was quite, why? Because it, it looked like shit the first time, so it needed reworking. You find that, don't you? So sort of 15, 20 years ago where the needles were different, the quality has got sort of significantly better and more detailed nowadays compared to sort of 10 years ago or 15 years ago when we started getting toes. I think to be, I can say this because I know the person that did it originally is not going to listen. The person that did it originally was not very good. And the person that did it yesterday, ironically enough, is someone that I taught at school. So why did you go to the first person if they're not very good? Um, that's a very good question that I don't know the answer to. Probably because they were cheap. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, I, re- I regret it now. But now it's been redone. I'm, I'm very happy with it and just want the, the rest of my life. I, I haven't got any tattoos, you know. Would you get any? No. Uh, not now, I don't think, no. Why? I always thought I would when I was younger, but it was kind of one of the things I didn't really know what I wanted to get. And I think I've just got to age now where I just don't, I wouldn't see the point in getting it now. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? If you don't know what you're going to get, it's on you for life. I think it's one of those things you get usually when you're younger. And then you develop it over time, don't you? But if I, I've got to the age I'm at now, I don't think I'm going to bother. You said you wouldn't get any more, didn't you? To be honest, it was a bit of a mistake getting the one I've got now. Because now, now I'm older, I won't, I'm embarrassed it's a bit strong. I won't say I'm embarrassed of it, but there's this certain like circles that you mix in or certain places you go, do you know, with your job and when you go on holiday to nice hotels and that way, you just... You just don't like preconceptions of tattoos. Like I don't, I don't have it on show. I try and avoid having it on show in like certain settings and stuff. And I certainly won't get any more. Not at my age. I found this mental when I started working with you because I didn't know you had tattoos for good. Must have been well, probably about a year from working with you until we until we started playing golf or mixing outside of work. Because like you say, you didn't talk about it. You always wore long sleeve shirts. Even like, in summer. Even in summer. So you never saw him. And then suddenly one day we played golf or we, we did something outside of outside of work in a t-shirt and just saw these sleeve tattoos. You'd, you'd wear long sleeve shirts in the summer just to hide it? Oh, yeah, especially at work. Because at work you do. In certain types of sectors and organisations, you get preconceptions of people that are covered in tattoos. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Like, people just think that you're a bit of a fucking rogue. And like and you're, be right. you're not going to be, yeah, it'd be accurate, yeah. Um, where you just thank, you know, thanks, Christian. I saw you was going to say that, didn't you? Got there for you. I did, although nowadays it's all about you know inclusivity, and no one could officially come out and say if you've got toes, like you won't be accepted here because you'd get annihilated. But that don't mean that it still isn't an unconscious bias of people. Mm. No, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. I think there's there is that that definite bias towards if you see someone that's got sleeves or covered in tattoos and instantly someone looks at them and thinks you're whatever yeah you're and, trouble yeah. you're rough i think it depends what it is as well the tattoo do you know what I, like, I don't think it does like it you know, some, of the, some it of the really nice golf clubs we go in where there's beautiful clubhouses and stuff like that and we we rock up with fucking sleeve tattoos and tattoos on your legs and stuff like that like i just think people unconsciously or consciously just think oh fucking hell do you, know what I, trouble here. do you know what I noticed as well a little bit? When when my head is completely bald and I've got my tattoos out, you get different looks because you almost, there's almost that misconception as well that you're bald, you're covered in tattoos. You, you must, must be from um, Newcastle. Newcastle? Yeah, they're <laughs> always covered in tattoos and bald, aren't they? See, that's another, that's that's a, another, that's another misconception. Well, yeah, classic bias in it, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So basically, you're saying everyone from Newcastle is bald and covered in tattoos. Absolutely, yeah. If you're from Newcastle and you're not bald and covered in tattoos, leave a comment in the podcast. We'll put Christian socials on there so you can abuse him. Absolutely. I, th- I think another thing as well, it's, so it's a huge part of British culture, but when you go abroad, it's just not part of European culture whatsoever, really. Mm. Apart from other than maybe the Netherlands, there isn't really anywhere else where, like, to, like you go to Spain, Portugal, Italy, mainland Europe, like, it's just not... It's just not a thing, whereas it's ingrained in, in sort of working-class British culture, really, tattoos. Even in, even in South America, you go to South America, you see South American countries, Brazilians, Argentinians, covered. Head-to-toe, covered. Yeah, think about New Zealand. Yeah. All the tribal stuff. It's not necessarily abroad, but like you see it in the UK when people have got tattoos all over the hands, neck, mm-hmm. face, you think... Yeah. Obviously, are employed and they obviously work and stuff like that, but you do, like you say, there must be people that look at them and go... We can't, we, we can't have you. It limits their opportunities, doesn't it? It must don't, do. Don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd be, I'd be covered. I wouldn't get my hands done. I wouldn't get my, like my neck or it's certainly not my face. But I'd have my legs done, my yeah. chest, my. I've got my arms done, my, my back and my chest. I'd, I'd be covered apart mm. from my neck up and, and my hands because I can cover the rest of it. I also think, like age is a massive factor. Like when, if I think. Like, 10 years ago, I was a completely different person to 10 years now. Mm. But obviously, you can't tell yourself 10 years ago, oh, you're going to be a completely different person in 10 years. Mm. So, like, you're getting tattoos thinking, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be floating off to a beefer with a sleeve tattoo for the rest of you. You're not. Soon you're going to be in the corporate world trying to climb the ladder and people just think you're a bit rough. And therefore, you're probably overlooked for, like, opportunities and things like that, promotion, all the rest of it. Well... Speaking of tattoos and thinking about today's podcast topic, which is about wrestling, you look at people like The Rock. He's, he's he, I mean, granted, he can do whatever he wants, he's The Rock. But when he first came into wrestling, he had that stupid bull on the side of his arm. Mm. And then he thought, I'm going into Hollywood, I need to change that. And he changed his, his tattoos and he changed his look probably for that reason. So he didn't get stereotyped. Yeah, he could fall back onto that Samoan culture. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Where it is a huge part of their culture. It's tribal. It's There's honour attached to those tattoos, isn't there? But Whereas I, in Britain, yeah. like getting mild and bitter on your knuckles tattoo, like that's not culture. <laughs> if you're getting bitter on your knuckles, you've got a problem because you, <laughs> you'll have six fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Which could happen. But I think as well, like it depends on what profession you're in. I think you, you see actors, footballers, professional wrestlers, they can do what they want, can't they? They can have as many piercings, as many tattoos, because it, it isn't frowned upon in that kind of industry, because you can... Well, you've sustained a level of wealth where it doesn't matter. Exactly. Sort yeah. of, you know, it's, it's sort of middle class class system where you sort of climb in and, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. where it matters, where people, you know, like I said, misconceptions of you, that oh, you're working class. Speaking of not working class and speaking of wrestling what a terrible segue what, that a, ter- was. what a terrible segue <laughs> good, good I, not, not speaking about anything we're speaking about right now but wrestling no <laughs> <laughs> we'll get better at this no, yeah, I mean, that, that can't go in we're, we're talking about working class we're talking about working class they work they work hard they work they work 200, 200 days a year some of them guys we work more than you I'd work 200 days a year for like a million a million a year whatever they get well it's interesting we can probably get into this but it's interesting how I mean, you're thinking of you're thinking about the top top level guys in the sport, like people that have got to the top of the mountain in terms of getting paid them types of money. But you go even to sort of the lower end of the WWE card, 
and that WWE is the world's top promotion. Even the lower end, mate, they fuck it. They have they have to work two hundred days just to get if, by, if not more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking some of them like back in the day. What you were on about the attitude over before. Some of them guys were working three hundred days a year. But the thing is, it's that type of thing. It's it's that commitment of if I make this. I'm set for life. Yeah, of course. So it is. You, you've got, you know, it's one of those, it's those things you do, isn't it? You put the grind in with the ultimate goal of being that professional wrestler on the WWE stage and, or in any sport and being the best at what you do. And then you, you like you say, you, you, you're set for life in terms of monetary value. So, so it, it depends on your mindset, doesn't it? So those, those top guys that were working so much and that were, work, that were grinding 300 days a year, we're going to talk about our top five top five favourite wrestlers ever. And it's interesting what we're going to, because we're probably all going to have a different thought process as to why they're in our top five. Are you going to think about it at all? Um, I'll be absolutely honest with you. I've gone for, we'll start with, we'll start with yours first. Um, Bullis, you since you're the anchor of this one, we'll get you to start with yours. You can't, call, you can't call me a wanker. That's not really nice. <laughs> what you call me a wanker for? Seems nice that you're meant to be the professional and the uh, the expert around. Let's, let's have it right. I'm not a professional wrestler by any stretch. Not professional wrestler. Professional in terms of knowledge of this out of us three. I'd probably be a professional sumo, but not a professional wrestler. <laughs> you're looking at me like you believe I could do that. I'm waiting for your top five. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> so I can just annihilate it. <laughs> He's, he's waiting for your top five like we was waiting for him to arrive to start this podcast. That is, that is very true. What time is it? 45 minutes late. I'll be there at half past four. I'll be there at half four, mate. Quarter to six. Time is a concept created by humans. What are you? Chris just does what he humans, wants. But I'm on, I'm on annual leave, so therefore time is time is not of the essence. Anyway, enough, enough talking shit. So, my top five... Is this in no particular order? But this is this is. Oh my... well, that's a shame because mine is in order. Oh, right, that's my... the whole point of a top five, isn't it? It's in order. <laughs> in in no particular order, I'll rank the top twenty Premier League teams this season in no particular order. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you know what? You're a cunt sometimes. You know that. What What have you got number five there? <laughs> or should we or should we start no, number no, three? No, 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 no. Start in the no, middle. Look. All right. I'll go. From, I'll go from one to five. Now these are my favourite. Not particularly best, but these are my favourite. Number one, Eddie Guerrero. So he's he's the best wow. wrestler of all time. No, number one. No, you said favorite, not best. You said favorite. Uh, is that not is that not what you said? Well, I, I've I've not just gone through a fancy right. I, well, I I've gone through lots of factors like in ring work, um, on the mic, um, athletic ability, technical wrestling ability, longevity, um, most big matches, titles held. I've factored all of that into who I think are the top five wrestlers of all time, not just who I like. So we've done this a bit different. We have done it a bit different, but and, and I've done mine around um, ring entrance, charisma, that type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Th- stuff that, really, yeah, yeah. that gripped me. But we've all got different reasons why they're in our top five, so yeah, it doesn't really matter. Does it? It's the top five of wrestlers. So, so you go. Can so you on. just go with all the top five guys who you fancy homoerotically? <laughs> well, Eddie Guerrero was dead, so it'll be, it'll be necrophilia. Would now, yeah. But I thought he was great in the ring. I thought it was great on the mic. I thought it had great charisma. I thought it was in some great matches, in some in some big feuds. So he is. He's one of the guys that I enjoyed watching the most. So he's on the more. Cool. Number two, Shawn Michaels. Speaks for itself. Does it? Maybe not for you. <laughs> Charisma, 
Big matches, longevity, absolutely, without question, one of the best ever. Okay, interesting. One of the best ever. Number three. Best because you like him or best because he's the best ever? I didn't say the best. I said one of the best. I'm sure he's in your top five as well. He's not in my top five. He's not? Nope. Get out. Not in mine either. Only because you don't know who he is. I do. Is he still in makeup? (laughs) Go on. Who's number three? Uh, Disappoint us more. The Undertaker. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Great shout. Yep. Don't get much more of a longer career than his. Mm-hmm. Uh, entrance, character, big matches, the lot. Uh, number four, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Are these can't, ranked? Sorry, are these I ranked? I can't believe he's that far down. If you've got him as the four, your fourth favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fav- favourite slash best. Right. Right. right okay. Wow. <laughs> Well, when this you, is confusing. But when you, when you think when you think about it, if you if you're talking about longevity, it was only really massive for seven years. Hmm. I hope a lot of people jump on the comments around this because I can't that wait. Is to it. I can't wait for yours. Well, the thing is, is we should have explained this before we got into it. But obviously, people have eras, mm-hmm. and that's significantly important because, like, I know you've pretty much watched it for the last thirty years. Um, but it seems that all of yours are coming out of one particular era, sort of late nineties to early two thousands so far. Yeah, that's 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 probably fair. I mm-hmm. think the the only you, you could have thrown a blanket over the top ten and put them in an order, and you wouldn't be surprised what order they went in. Not with you, I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's not really got <laughs> Eddie Guerrero at number no, one. I wouldn't be surprised. No. I was very surprised at that one. Well, you why, why don't you do your top ten in no particular order? <laughs> <laughs> number seven, now number two, now number eleven. <laughs> Look, this is this is this is my this is my top five. Then. Yeah, put, that's put, all that matters. Put us out of misery. Yeah, yeah. What's number five? Put us out of misery. Put us out of our misery. <laughs> Podcast started so good that he's like, put me out of my fucking misery already. This is a dreadful top five. He's starving. He wants his takeaway. <laughs> I thought we were having that first. Wait, he's just looking at us <laughs> like we're human hams. <laughs> Plenty of meat, plenty of meat. Not on this boat, I was going to say not on that one. Uh, number five, Ric Flair. Okay, why? Again, another one. Been around for God knows how long. Charisma. Winner, uh, winner of the 92 Royal Rumble. Probably the best Royal Rumble ever. I was two. Have you gone back and watched sort of all the Rumbles? Have a hell. No. No. I think what you need to do is you need to just um, get on... Bullis's WWE Network login. Fuck off, buy your own. Just, just watch some old <laughs> subscriptions. I was going to have to just power watch wrestling. What we need to do a watch along so you can watch so you can watch some of the best matches and then be like, oh yeah, that was that was great. That not was one not. of your FaceTime watch alongs, is it? Yeah, do that if you want. We can FaceTime. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll Bullis do, the 12 year old boy. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and do something that I can just do on my own, but I'm just going to ring you all while I do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Good plan, mate. Sounds horrific. So that's so. Just recap your top five for the, for everyone then. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair. Not bad. Decent five. It's a good five wrestlers. I won't. I just. I just don't agree with Eddie Guerrero being number one. Yeah, because you don't know the fuck he is. That's why. I do, mate. He, he had a right tash. He had a right tash. Yeah, all he had. <laughs> that's all he had. Yeah, just a tash. <laughs> and he had a mullet at one point. A, a right tash. <laughs> 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 didn't even have a full one. You didn't. Are you got any more comments in your top five then, Bullet? Anything else you want to share? No, I can't wait to hear yours, mate. You not? Nope. 
I think Chris is right though. Like mine are all from the same era as well. And I think like we we said before in a previous pod around we all have particular areas that stick in our mind because we grew up and that's what we watched. So my my top five is very much based on that, but I I mean, I know a lot less about wrestling than you, but I think my top five is much stronger. <laughs> so You're meant to be the expert. I know. Like, I'm very disappointed. The, apparently. You're meant to be the Vince McMahon of I the podcast. I feel short-changed. I feel like I should get a refund. <laughs> um, my number one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Why? So, like I said before, I base mine on entrance, entrance theme, finisher, overall presence and charisma in the ring and he's got it all and anyone that comes in the ring and smashes two beers uh, cans of beer together and drinks them is my kind of guy is that because you're an alcoholic I, i'm not an alcoholic mate i'm a, I'm a, I'm a social I'm, drinker i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say the second thing you said was finisher so i can't wait to wear the rest of your list and rip that apart why why because when he says one of the people that i'm expecting Finisher was dreadful. Yeah, I, I think I know where you're going with this. Go on then. Potentially, but it's not all about finishes, it's about everything together. But that's okay. what you... So it's one of the factors. All right, okay. So, so Stone Cold for me... Stone Cold 5 or 1? Uh, one. 69. <laughs> no particular one. Doesn't matter, no does it really? No, it doesn't matter. No, we've no. got an order. So number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, when, when his theme tune drops, that glass smash... Everyone absolutely goes wild for it, don't they? And that's one of the and that's another thing for this. It's like what wrestlers when you're watching Raw or SmackDown when that when when that was on, like what am I listening for? Like who do I want to appear and eat? That that's that Trish for me. Stratus. Trish. <laughs> I think I think yeah, you did yeah. in the early two thousands. You wanted Trish, Trish Stratus, Stacy Keebler, Touché. or Tori Wilson yeah. to appear. Yeah, I liked a bit of lead to me. Yeah, Lita yeah. was great. Good, yeah, yeah. good yeah. athlete. Yeah. yeah, very good athlete. <laughs> <laughs> well, about athleticism. She was very athletic. <laughs> Number two, Undertaker. Okay. This yeah. is a strong start. It's right. a very strong start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Harley Davidson riding that down to the ring. Oh, no. Terrible oh, gimmick. Jesus Christ. Terrible. But it's still boss, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, but you're slaying. Riding, riding a bike. Riding a motorbike down to the ring. I mean, it's not six. Do you know what though? I will, what I will say is one thing that really because I did, I did tweak a little bit with, with tinker a little bit with with Undertaker because the one thing that did annoy me was there's so many different changes of persona. And you so, pick the and you pick the worst one. How many personas did the Undertaker have? Well, he had well, two. I, no, he didn't. He was the dead man, or he was the badass. That was it. There was more than that. What was the other personas? Bullets. <laughs> There was more than that. Even if you, even when he was in things like the corporate ministry, he, he was still, still, the still dead a dead man. man. Still a dead man, but it's the looks and he's like you say, like the little gimmicks of the bike and, and things like that. And the parrot. Remember when he had a parrot? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was Coco Beware. <laughs> All right, maybe he didn't have that many personas, but he felt or, like he did. Oh, no, that was the British Bulldog. Yeah. Do you remember War, a towel on him? War spikes, red spike, <laughs> red and black spikes. Do you remember that? Great gimmick. When he had the sock on his hand. Yeah. Fab gimmick. <laughs> uh, so Undertaker's second. Yep. All right. All right. Do you remember when he dressed up like his brother and wore red and black and wore a mask? Great gimmick. <laughs> Incidentally, he's fifth. What? Uh, what? Kane, five. I like Kane, actually, but anyway. So you got Stone Cold, yep. Undertaker, two. Number three? The Rock. Okay. Worst finisher ever. That's where you wanted him to go with his top yeah. five, didn't you? For the first I was hoping for Hulk Hogan as well. When you say finisher, you're on about the people's elbow or the rock bottom. No, the people's elbow because that's yeah, that's finisher. horrendous. I mean, that. if you look at most finishers, well, not most, but a lot of finishers wouldn't finish you. No, like the rather. <laughs> <laughs> what would finish you, Christian? <laughs> a 
Stacy Keebler. Your mum. <laughs> Minecart. No, not she, anymore. She could. God bless her soul. <laughs> Just got to work for it. Second, like take her rest in peace. <laughs> She'd be good at a casket match, wouldn't she? <laughs> Who's your number four? Um, so after the rock, I've gone for Triple H. Yeah. 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 I'm up, yeah. Okay. Again, theme music was good. Which theme music? Um, the one that sticks in my head is the All, all, all About the Game. Only one that he knows. Which I think is the last, the latest one. The one it? by Motorhead. Yeah. Okay. That was my favourite. Yeah. Um, finisher was good. Pedigree. I must have pedigreed plenty of people in my time. Yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> As in the finisher of Triple H. Yeah, yeah, but what do you mean? Like you weren't just, was you just wandering just around town just hitting pedigrees <laughs> yeah. on people? Yeah. Or did you play it at school? Like, give us background on this because this sounds weird so far. How do, how, do you, how do you perform a pedigree? Stick head between your legs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Arms up in the air. Oh. Mm, yeah. And thrust. Sounds right to me. <laughs> sounds about right. You, defi- you definitely do that. <laughs> sounds like your tag on your OnlyFans page. <laughs> Why are you subscribed to that? Got to get what you got to get because it's free. <laughs> so you used to wrestle when you was kids, didn't you? Yeah. Like you used to act it out. One hundred percent. Stunner, pedigree. Yeah. Everyone used to do. They 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 were you go to. Yeah. Rock bottom. I was a curb stomp. A what? Curb stomp. What's a curb stomp? That sounds like something's in Chelsea or something. Uh huh. Like football factory. Something like you know. Like... There's a very famous curb stomp in a film. People have to drop it in the comments. Yeah. It's that guy out of Fight Club that's in it, and he is a right wing Nazi sympathizer is that guy. Like American History X. That's it. Yeah. Great shout. And he does a proper curb stomp. And anyway. So, well, like, head. Yeah. You're yeah, yeah. about the wrestling curb stomp. Yeah. Not, as brutal as that, I hope. not only do I know about wrestling, I know about films as well. Yeah. So, so Triple H. And last one's Kane. Four and Kane. Five. Yeah, Why yeah. is Kane? How, five. How can you have Kane when you've got the Undertaker? They're both the same. Well, they're not. Well, essentially, they are the brothers. They both got the same finisher. You really disappointed me with with your wrestling chat today. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> They're the same person. How? How? What? Explain why we've got Kane number five. Because he's did, class. Did Bubba Ray Dudley not get in? No, Devon nearly did. Devon, <laughs> get the table. So why is Kane number five? There's no. Just I like him. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. I mean. You did a top five that you I'm, like. I'm, I'm, I'm not. That was just asking. Are you just looking for context? If you yeah. again, if you go down the the, the the finisher wasn't great. Chokeslam. It was all right, but I mean, it's, it's high it's, impact though. Chokeslam. <laughs> should we try it now? It's better than better than a. <laughs> yeah. Should we just turn this into like a role play? Well, act it out. <laughs> act it out as we talk he's, about. He's it. talking about pedigree people. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, theme tune again. It, it's one of those ones you listen out for. As soon as that happens and it just comes on, it's like. Great, this is what I came here for. So, yeah, I think that's pretty solid top five, that's to be fair. Because yeah. I'd have very limited knowledge about wrestling. Just recap your five for so us. So I'll recap the five. So number one, Stone Cold. Number two, Undertaker. Number three, The Rock. Four, Triple H. And five, Kane. No, it's better than yours. It is In better my than opinion, this. and this is a game of opinions. Yeah. You would say that? I know. What's your top five? Okay, so... Giant A-Stack's number one. In no particular order. Actually, man is in a particular order. So I'm going to start at number five first. So I, I got a bit different. I did all this factoring and everything I just mentioned before. So at number five, I've got The Rock at number five, just in terms of 
that that era where WWE became massive, which was the Attitude Era. It was him and Stone Cold who sort of spearheaded that whole era, and they got they got huge. Like I'm talking huge. The only person that got bigger as big as them previously was Hulk Hogan back in the nineties, but. <clears throat> The Rock was huge, is is forever associated with wrestling. And in terms of him, technically it was decent. Um his finisher was shite, I agree. Um but he was in some incredible matches. Um but his strength was on the mic. He was great on the mic. A showman, wasn't he? A proper showman. Yeah, and and the crowd just he was over, he was so over. Like the crowd just popped every time he even said a word. And he's been in some memorable matches. Um, so I have the Rock at number five. It's fair. You might give him that one at number five. Yeah, I'm just saying it's fair. That's fair yeah, yeah. Just stop there, and that's better than his top five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, fuck you, fuck you, kid. At <laughs> uh, number four, I've got Stone Cold. Oh, and why the, is he so The low? only reason I've got Stone Cold so low is because his uh, as big as he got, right? His run was relatively short, yeah, so he, he didn't really get big until '98, and by 2003 he was gone. Yep. He retired because of injury, mm-hmm. which on one hand you can say, yeah, but look how big he got in five years. Like people knew him outside of wrestling, still do today. Mm. Great on the mic. Um, what exactly? <laughs> um, good wrestler. Um, the crowd, the crowd reacted to Stone Cold bigger than they reacted to The Rock which says something. Mm. So Stone Cold was huge. And like you said earlier, like uh, you, you looked forward to him interrupting the main event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, absolutely. Because that was, that was the whole storyline was, yeah, yeah. there was a main event that involved, I don't know, fucking Vince at ringside or something like that. And then you'd hear the glass smash and it come down and Best just annihilate the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Stone Cold is number four for me. Number three is The Undertaker. So obviously, you know, synonymous, um, Biggest thing why I got him above Stone Cold on the Rock is because of longevity. Yeah, I mean, no like, one, no one's really done it no. that long, consistently could, you, at that level. You could argue mm. is the best ever. Um, but he's not your number one. But he's not my number one. But twenty plus years in the game as a main event superstar, and I even liked him when he was the original Dead Man, where he just wandered around dead slow. That was that was so good. And I don't f- remember that. And that you've got to think when he came into WWE. It was like 92, his debut, maybe 93. 91. 91. And he came in, he was quite quick. And then as they evolved his character, by 92, he was wandering around dead slow. And that just added to the character. Like the I'm going to have to look this up because I don't, I don't know any, I don't remember any of this. It's great. And then for the first the first year, not did he not only look go unbeaten, but like no one put him on the ground. It, he in it, Within a year, he was world champion. He beat Hulk Hogan for the, for the world title. Within a year. Let's not forget this was written in, though. Well, yeah, all wrestling's yeah, predetermined. Yeah. yeah, so it, it's amazing it didn't get beaten, but that was written in. Spoiler for if there's any eight-year-olds watching, <laughs> that it's, it's not real. Um, and shame on your parents if you're watching this. I do think The Undertaker went on three or four years too long because some of his final WrestleMania matches, he was clearly done. If if you haven't it's seen very it, done, I've seen the documentary. Yeah, it's, it's good though because yeah. it obviously goes in talks about all the injuries and stuff that mm. he's had. If you haven't watched it, that'd be interesting to watch because it goes maybe the last four or five years of his career and 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 behind that and everything that happened. So that that'd be a good watch certainly for for you. And if anyone watching or listening hasn't seen it, that's worth a watch as well. Nice. 
So yeah. who's, who's, your, who's your number two? Didn't like Undertaker as the badass. He should have stayed as the dead man for the entire run, but hey-ho, I'm not a story writer. Number two, I've got Ric Flair. Woo! Aye, that's great for the mic of that woo. Worked out <laughs> real well. <laughs> um, should see Bullis' feather boa. Ric Flair was an awesome heel when I first got into it. So I got into it sort of 92 to 95 before he went to WCW. And he was an ama- He was the only heel really in WWE at the time because Andrew the Giant had passed away. Um, Macho Man was babyface. Hulk Hogan was babyface. The Warrior was babyface. He was the main guy. He was the main heel. And he played the role so well to the point where I would, you wanted him to win. I wanted him to win that Rumble that he won in 92, oh, yeah, yeah. 92, yeah. 92. He was great then. And then when he came back, like he came back as a general manager and still wrestled. And by that, he was probably done. But yeah. like everybody knows his catchphrase. Like he just, and, he, and he was a great wrestler as well. What's his catchphrase? I'm not doing it for the mic, so but the mic will do, blow up. Don't you, don't you think as well, though, the fact that his daughter, Charlotte Flair, is so good... I know she's got all the athletic ability to do it, but his daughter is so good, and people are saying that arguably she's going to have a better career than him. She can't. Of course she can. I don't even care if she goes to, goes on to win 30 women's titles. She will she will never be Ric Flair, will she? Well, of course not. She's female. Exactly. Well, it's not even about female, male, female. It's, a, it's just about... Like I think it's I think difficult, isn't it, when you've got a dad or a, or a parent that's in that. Yeah, they're always going to be compared. Yeah. Well, well, saying that, Randy Orton's had a better career than Cowboy Bob. Oh, his yeah, dad. yeah, definitely, yeah. But, so, Randy Orton has done better, but I just think she's never going to stand a chance when Ric Flair's your dad to, to even no, have no, no, to beat Ric Because he's been around for so long. But I also think nowadays, because I stopped watching wrestling in 2004, so really, anything after 2004, I don't really know anything about... Similar time when you dipped out, that's when I sort mm. of dipped out. We probably discovered alcohol at that point and started going out. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, there's there's no such thing as people get ever getting into this top five because they they push the wrong people. They give stupid people runs at the biggest title. Like they dish out title runs to people. I know this Roman Reigns guy's had it for like a thousand days, but in the last four years, they've been dishing out the title to like Big E. Kofi Kingston, these people should never be holding a world title, never, because hmm. they're not they're not big guys. They're just pushing who they want to push. You seem very passionate about this. Yeah, well, I I personally think that the WWE title there should just be one, and I know that nowadays mm. there's two, isn't they? Yeah, yeah. There should be one. It's given to the given to the the big dog, the biggest guy in wrestling, mm-hmm. and there should be three or four guys that it sort of evolves like like back in our era, mm. the title got pushed around to Triple H, Stone Cold, The Rock. Triple H Stone called The Rock for about three, four years. Yeah. Kurt Angle had a run. Jericho, you know. They, I mean, let's get into how deep that roster was oh, during ridiculous. your time. That's yeah. the ridiculous. deepest roster ever. Like, I remember the end of a SmackDown episode where yeah. the, everyone rang in the ring and you had Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker, Kane, The Big Show, Chris Kurt Jericho. Angle, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. How deep is that roster? Yeah, yeah. Mm. They're all main event guys. Yeah. Like, that was the greatest era of all time, that. Funaki. <laughs> yeah, Funaki as well. <laughs> I think I knew your number one's going to be, but I know go for it. Is. Without question, I know who's number one is. My number one's Triple H. And it's not just because he's my favourite wrestler, but he's my number one is Triple H because of everything. So, great on the mic. The the best heel of all time. He's the that greatest is, bad guy of all time. That is bold. He's not bold. He's the greatest bad guy of all time. Um, 
great on the mic, technically the best wrestler out of all five of my top five. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you think of some of the matches he's been in, incredible run, longevity, you know, known, maybe not known outside of wrestling as well as some of the other guys in my top five, but just when you think about all round, who's, who's got a bit of everything, he, he is the greatest of all time. And I don't know how you can you can get outside of that. And he's reinvented himself so many times. The, like you've got all that you've got where he had to take over DX when Sean left the business. In what he turned DX into, then he had to evolve to become a main event guy and move away from DX, and then you know reinvented himself as the King of Kings. And do you know what I mean? Like you just think about his run, incredible run. One of one of the best things I've ever seen. Is when he came back at Madison Square Garden when he t- after he yeah, saw his quad from his quad injury. That you want to talk about a, a, an ovation that was absolutely ridiculous. That's the loudest crowd reaction I've ever heard in WWE was when he came back at the Garden. I can't think of a bigger one than that. You could argue maybe Edge's first return after being out for, after retiring like ten years. Yeah, later. that was that was big as well. The but, only other one that I can think of was. Hulk Hogan, after he fought The Rock at WrestleMania, and there was like a 10-minute ovation non-stop, and the crowd was just going mental for him. Yeah, but that's not a pop, is it? I'm thinking about pops, like a crowd pop. Yeah, but I mean, this, yeah, it's yeah. still a pop, but they maintained that throughout for, for a long period of time. But probably the Edge one and, and Triple H one. Undertaker coming back at Judgment Day after being out for a year, after tearing his peck, yeah, and he yeah. came back as the badass, and when people realised it was The Undertaker... That pop was huge mm, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones, like multiple Stone Cold. Aust- Austin, when he came back at WrestleMania the other year, that was massive. Uh, when was he that a recent one? Yeah, okay, against Kevin Owens, and he came back. That was that was big. And to another recent one, Cody Rhodes, when he came back after six years away. I've got a I've got a big issue with modern day wrestling. That you don't like it. That it's it's aimed at kids. And obviously we're now growing up, but in, in sort of the early 2000s, our era, it was very much aimed at an adult demographic. Mm. And therefore you got adult crowds, whereas now it's aimed at, because there's more money in marketing to kids because parents will spend stupid money on their kids. So from a marketing perspective, WWE are bang on to go PG. Right, but that means that the crowds now are shite. Yeah. Very, I mean, you get the raw after WrestleMania where they, they sort of make it a little bit more adult-focused, but... I just think modern day wrestling is all the gimmicks are aimed at kids. Like it's a kids audience. I just think it's shite nowadays. From what I've seen, anyway. If you if you put John Cena in the Attitude Era, how would he do? He would. He won't get over. He'd get fucking booed out the stadium. What even even though he's, he changed his character, he'd still get he'd still got the same treatment. If he's the whole hustle, loyalty, respect guy that he that he was in the Attitude Era, it'd be a mid level card at mm. best. It just gets swallowed up, mate. Because they back then you wanted fucking edgy characters that didn't that that would wanted to tear it up and just be rebels and like. But then, then why did Kurt Angle get over so well? Because he won that. Yeah, but Kurt Angle came in as as an Olympic gold wrestler oh, in his yeah, home country. Yeah. He was already over. Um, but he he was for the Attitude Era. He was tame. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, mm. I, I never rated Jericho either. But he came. He his debut. Massive, massive pop, but he'd obviously built his name in Japan wrestling and all the rest of it. So he came in with a reputation similar to AJ Styles. He came in with a bit of a reputation as well. So, but but yeah, I just think nowadays it's so tame now. Like it's shite. Like 
we'll get on to what matches you prefer in a minute. But I'm impressed with uh, with Chris's knowledge, you know. Got I some, didn't think it was some, quite as deep as it some, is. Got some knowledge. Yeah, it's got some knowledge on this, hasn't it? Yeah, I was, I was, like I said, sort of ninety-two to ninety-six. Um, I was avid, and then your era, I was avid. I would watch Raw, SmackDown. I'd watch all the pay-per-views. I'd watch all the documentaries. Like I was sort of sixty. I was sort of fifteen to twenty. That was my age, and mm. then, like I say, I got to twenty, and I just sacked it off. We we spent countless kind of golf trips and that just catching up on old shit and re-watching things aren't we yeah you know, when when we've just gone on a, gone on a golf trip and say oh what should I do stick that on did and you cuddle it. at the same time yeah I was big spoon yeah sounds like we cuddled in no particular order <laughs> <laughs> bullish you might know this yes, so Obviously, one of the biggest things that I used to like back in the day with wrestling as well was all the backstage activity. Not the not the brown panties matches. No, they were good as well, but the backstage <laughs> you, activity was. You was, like was some good. backstage activity? Do you? <laughs> Interesting. This is what's awful about this pod: is you guys will just turn anything filthy. Um, do they still do that now? Is it still a massive presence, like all the backstage stuff and all the yeah, yeah. trash talking and yeah. all that type of stuff? In yeah, the back? I mean, yeah, you always get that. Some people are better at the, better at it than others. Mm. But yeah, I mean, all the all the backstage because it's all showing it. You need to show things that, that are happening in the back for the crowd and stuff like that. But there are there are so many people that are a lot better at it than other yeah. people, and it's otherwise it just it just dies on its ass. One of the things that comes out in, in my memory straight away is do you remember APA, yeah, Acolytes Protection Agency. Yeah. Do you remember the door they used to have? Yeah, and used to get people to knock on it and answer it, and it just like it stuff was just, like it that. Was just a door, just a door in the, the frame, yeah. wasn't it? There was nothing, no other substance to it. I might do that. I might, that was I might, just class. I might put a door in here and get just, people to knock on it. You still love stuff like that. That's kind of got a door now. Just front door. No, no, no just in the middle of the living room. Just get people to knock on the door. I'd just use your front door. Probably saves you a job. Yeah, well, there is that. Yeah, yeah. I've got a question for you. Go on. So, match type. What was your favourite match format? Like, what was your favourite type of match? Hell in a Cell. Was that your favourite match? Loved the Hell in a Cell. Really? Really? Why? What was the first one that you remember? I don't know. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know. Probably one with Mankind. There's probably one with Mankind somewhere where he jumped off the top of Hell in a Cell. Mankind and The Undertaker. That was, yeah. that was probably the most famous one. Very yeah. famous Hell in a Cell. Yeah. That was actually the second one, you know. But it just, yeah, no. it's just amazing, like, especially because when I used to watch wrestling, I didn't really know what was going on. Like, I didn't know what wrestling, what who was fighting, what matches were coming up. And then when you started seeing that that cell descend from the top and come over the ring, you thought, oh, here we are, we're on something here. But just the whole concept of it, like, I remember on the on the wrestling games you used to get as well, on SmackDown games where you'd be able to slam him through the top of Hell and Cell, and there's the door, and you climb up it, and you jump off the top, and there's just so much more to it than just a normal wrestling match but I was like anything like that or, or the hardcore matches TLC matches anything that had any sort of activity like that in there anything that, that had f- anything other than wrestling was yeah like the, the, just the bog standard wrestling I was a, it won't, didn't really entertain me it had to be someone get hit by a chair or a sledgehammer or there's a table that someone got slammed through or yeah climbing the ladder to get the, the get get the belts or get them the money mm-hmm. anything like that what, all what, was, what was yours what was your favourite match type so obviously it's a one-off, but my favourite match is the Royal Rumble. Mm. I like yeah, the Royal Rumble, um, but if you park that aside, because it's just a one-off match once a year, um, it's probably if it's if it's a huge match for the title, I'm happy for that to just be a wrestling match. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
there's a couple of Ironman matches I really enjoyed, but they do go on fairly long. But my favourite match is a TLC match. And I'm talking prime TLC era where it first came about, where it was the Dudley boys, the Hardy boys, Edge, Edge and Christian. Christian. Them mm. TLC matches yeah, are gutted. Unbeatable. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. Um, but I'll give even these modern day guys some props. I think I caught the, the end of a bit of a, a ladder match at Survivor Series. I don't know when. Um, I think it was the most recent Survivor Series and the athleticism is great like, oh, ridiculous. Oh, but yeah, the yeah. characters are shite like I'd watch I'll watch them wrestle I yeah. will watch them wrestle but just not interested in their character or what they say on the mic um, but yeah there was some real good stuff uh, do you know what's interesting um, Logan Paul so obviously, I was going to ask about this but huge, what your guys thought of this huge social media influencer everyone knows who Logan Paul is now done a bit of boxing boxed Floyd now he's a WWE wrestler isn't he yeah. I, I caught his match at was it SummerSlam most recently? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, it was the first match on. So mm-hmm. I only watched that and I turned it off. But that guy's good. I was going to say, he's, he's really good. He's good, yeah. He's yeah. technically very, very good. Yeah, he's ridiculously good. He puts yeah. himself proper into it, doesn't he, as well? Like, he's he's up on the top ropes. He's flinging himself about. He's jumping. He's jump. an aerial guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He's Te- ridiculously like technically good. very good. He had, yeah, um, yeah. He had a, a match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, which was class. He had a match with Roman Reigns last year, which was class. Or early this year, I saw clips class. of both of them on Twitter. And yeah. I, yeah, I actually so quite enjoyed good. it, and I quite respect him for that. Like, you know, if you're actually good at what you do, I don't care where you come from, whether yeah. you come from being a YouTube influencer or, or whatever. If you're good at what it what you do and you can entertain people, then. But that's the problem. What, that's the problem. What he's got, he's an outsider going into a very very specific industry that people won't take him seriously, mm. and the fans won't like him because he's a YouTuber. And what yeah, you talked about? Of, oh, sorry, go on, sorry, mate. I was just going to say it's one of them industries where if you don't come up in a very specific way, you never really get respected. Yeah, no, like, and that was the problem when they ran Tough Enough. The, yeah. So Tough Enough was a bit like the Ultimate Fighter, where you sort of you, the winner gets a contract and it's a reality series. If you haven't come up through the school of hard knocks and fought on a mm. fucking local wrestling card somewhere for ten years before making it to WWE, the people in the WWE don't respect you. No. Nah. Prime example of that, mate. The Miz. Yeah, yeah, the Miz, exactly. Where did he come from? The Miz was a reality TV star. Was he? Yeah. And then he went on Tough Enough on the very oh, first one. okay. And uh, he, he got a contract and he... The uh, first one? Yeah, he was on the first one. He won on the first one. Maven won the first one. Yeah, he was on the first one. He was on the series with Maven? Yeah. On the Ooh. first one or the second one? One of the two. Fact check. Someone fact someone, check it. Someone stick your comments in there. You don't yeah. sound confident now, do you? First all, all the second one. Could be the second one. Uh, did you bail out at last yeah, minute? Yeah, yeah, he's not one of them. Uh, but look at that, Mr. Mr. Wrestling Pro. He's getting fact checked. Fact checked. I was going to say fact <laughs> <laughs> checked. I lost weight, mate. Um, but yeah, he, he was he was the same. And he got ostracised in the locker room because he came from reality TV. Mm. And obviously... That they were the people within WWE that did that to him. But then Logan Paul's come in and the fans just boo the shit out of him because it's, you're an outsider, you don't belong here. Even though everyone loves his matches and he's great at what he does, he just gets ostracised for it because he's not from within but that's, that's, the business. That's the good thing about wrestling is, if you're getting booed, you're, st- you're still money. Yeah. Because people will pay money to try and watch you lose. If anything, you're worth more money getting booed yeah. than you are getting cheers. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, favourite match types we've said. Mine's LNSL or TLC, so it's the same. Don't need to go over that. Do you have a favourite, apart from the Royal Rumble, do you have a favourite match 
that sticks out in your head? What, one particular one, single match? One or two particular matches that stick out. Um, I, I don't, if I'm being honest with you. Like I say, me when I started watching it, so I, I didn't have Sky or anything, so I couldn't watch it at home. So what I used to get is my uncle, bless him, used to VHS, video record, Smackdown, Raw, anything, and then I used to get it off him, and I used to just watch them. And I, I didn't really, like I say, I, I can't really think off the top of my head any particular match that I thought that's going to stick with me forever. I just enjoyed watching it. just enjoyed watching Smackdown Raw and just that, that was it really. I've got three in three different eras. Go on. So my old school match that sticks in my mind is WrestleMania, Bret Hart against Yokozuna and then Hulk Hogan comes yeah. down and wins the title again 30 seconds later after Yokozuna wins the title. WrestleMania 9? Yeah. And, um, How's that even happen? How can you win so the title? So Fuji is manager, Yokozuna's manager just throws dust in Bret Hart's eyes and Yokozuna pins him. And then Hulk Hogan comes down and just... Com- basically complains to the ref and says... Complains had, to the ref. something thrown in his face. Ring the bell. He hits the leg drop on Yokozuna and wins the title. Shit finisher as well, wow. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But that sticks in my mind because obviously back then when you're such a young kid, you're a Hogan fan, everyone was. And then for him to win the title when he wasn't even in the main event... Just shows how over <laughs> he, he was. He, yeah, yeah, he was in a tag match, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So what's your, what's your next era one? So in my actual prime era, which is our era, um, actually, let me go to the late one after that. Okay. And it's a little bit later after I stopped watching it, but it was Triple H against The Undertaker at WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels as the guest referee. And Helen Selm. Great match. Yeah, class. Amazing match with so many twists and turns on that match. And then the ending was just great. That was that where was they a, all carried each other out. That was a four-year build as well, wasn't it? Really, that that finished. So it started with Undertaker and Shawn Michaels for two years in a row when he ended his career, and then it went to Undertaker and Triple H, and then the second one, that one you just mentioned, that was the culmination of the full story. Yeah. So there's there's that, and then in Prime Era, you you can take any, but if I'm think if you're thinking about sort of main event, Triple H's Iron Man match. Against The Rock? Yeah. When Undertaker comes back? Yeah. At Judgment Day. Interesting. I just, that just sticks to my memory. Do you know who just narrowly missed out on my top five? Who's that? Brock Lesnar. I love Brock Lesnar. That's a great shout, by He's the way. He's a beast. That's a great... Randy Orton. This is why I said, right, top ten is so... It, it's, your own, it's your own top five or your own top ten. You could realistically throw 20 names up in the air. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Could have got in my top five quite easily. 20-year career. Chris Jericho could have got in my top five. 20-odd-year career. He had. It was great on the mic. It was great in the ring. He had great music. He had everything that you need. He was a great heel. He was a great babyface. He had everything that you need. Brock Lesnar, you just mentioned. You could have thrown up a load of names in there. Mm-hmm. And you Chris want, Benoit. Yeah. Great what? with kids. <laughs> want the best, want the best husband, but, you know, we can't have it all. <laughs> Oh my god! Is that going in? Viewers should comment and say whether they should decide if this is in. And if if you're hearing this, it stayed in. We're in. We made it. Chris, if you're watching, I'm sorry. Chris ain't watching. Neither's his wife. That ain't going. How do you know Chris Benoit's wife had dandruff? She left her head and shoulders in the bathroom. Oh, oh my god. Make sure when I upload this one that it says um adult 
content only. Yeah, you have to like put a pin in or something just to watch it. We'll yeah, get yeah. cancelled if that stays in. Do you know, here's, here's a genuine debate though, and it's a Chris Benoit debate, oh, so God. this one probably won't get shared by the WWE network. They're not watching. Should Park, the fact that he did that horrific act, should he be in the WWE Hall of Fame? No. He can't because of that, can he? But from a, from a accomplishment wrestling perspective, should he be? He won the Raw Rumble from number one, multiple time world champion, multiple time champion at loads of different levels. From a wrestling perspective, yeah. From but moral, you can never put him in, obviously. No, but, from a moral perspective, wrestling, yeah. No. From his from his trade and what he did, yeah, what he did, yeah. Do you know what? Right? It Owen Hart is not in the WWE Hall of Fame, and Owen Hart's not in the WWE Hall of Fame because his widow doesn't want him in the WWE Hall of Fame because of what happened to him there is absolutely no way that Chris Benoit can go in there before Owen Hart okay have you seen Chris Benoit's son he looks a lot like Chris Benoit he's he was, spitting him, spitting he was him at AEW wrestling of the week also, yeah. CM Punk yeah. jumped in the crowd and said like sort of hugged him during TV network time and I think uh, and that, he got battered for that and that but it's his son who I feel sorry for. Yeah, because he, he wants to be a wrestler, but he yeah. can, his, his name is there. He'd have mm. to change his name. Exactly, yeah. 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 yeah, he, yeah. Sh- he shouldn't have to do that, but obviously he can't have his dad's name because it, it, no, one would go, no one would touch him. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what as well? I mean, You might not know this guy. Is. Do, you know, do you remember Brian Pillman? Yep. Nope, never heard of him. Broke his neck. He broke, Did he? He, yeah, but he had, do you remember when he had the gun on TV? Yep. Oh, his shit. son is, is wrestling as well, Brian Pillman Jr., and again, he had because Brian Pillman went rogue and had a, had a gun on TV, and people were like, "Holy shit, what the what's going on?" He found it really difficult to get into it as well. Mm. Which is fair enough. And, it, and if his name is Brian Pillman Jr., you can't really get away from it, can you? No, no, absolutely not. Is Brian Pillman Senior still alive? Because he was a, no, after that accident, no, he was dead. a quadriplegic, wasn't he? No, no he's dead. Oh, he died, did he? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's crazy? The amount, and I'm talking 40, 50 wrestlers that got to the top of the mountain that died young. And that's the thing, a lot of the guys who you think about in, in our era that we that we watched. Yeah, so were, many are dead. Were dead. You know, you think about... And they died like 33, yeah, 39, yeah. 41. It's crazy. Yoko Zuno was 33 years old when he died. Yeah, and mo- most of it's out there. They've overdosed on painkillers because they're in so much pain from wrestling for fucking 20 years. Or it's from multiple decades of constant steroid abuse and yeah, not yeah. cycling steroids properly because they didn't have the education to cycle it properly Is that back still then. massively in wrestling now then, like no. doping and steroids and all that no. type of stuff, is it? They, they get they get checked all the time. They yeah. can't even... They, I mean... Yeah, so do boxers. What, mate, it, this, You'd expect so. You, you, there's no way that... Mate, but don't underestimate no, don't the underestimate WWE, it. mate. They've got this this sort of artificial wellness policy where if they test you and you get steroids, you get like a 60 day ban or whatever like that. But people will cycle on and cycle off steroids to avoid that. And the the, the top, top guys look at Lesnar fucking huge, Bobby Lashley, fucking huge. These guys, these guys are on the juice, Mm. right? So they're in on it. They're in on it. So WWE will be like fucking sending them a dark email on the dark web saying we're testing you in fucking November. Get off the juice now so you don't... Do you know what I mean? It'll all, it's yeah. like college football in America. College football, they juice the guys up in college because when they get to the NFL, there's there's, there's rigorous testing from USADA or whoever. I don't know. Americans might correct me. So they get them all fucking juiced up in their 18 to 21 when they're at college. They come out of college fucking huge. And then obviously, 
you know, you, you retain some of that when you're in the NFL, when I'll, you can't do it. I'll let you tell Brock Lesnar that he's on the gear. Mate, if people think Brock Lesnar, I mean, Brock Lesnar is a specimen. He's a fucking right? savage. But there's no way in a million years that he is not juicing. Yeah, I, I'd agree no, with that. No way. So, I mean, and there are some people that won't juice. Like, you, you, you sort of, your cruiserweight guys, they won't be juicing. But then even some tiny guys have been done for juicing yeah, by Like yeah. Jeff Hardy yeah, he got, got done for being mm. on steroids and he's, he's fucking tiny. Yeah. I mean, he's been done for everything. Yeah, Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was, was one of my favourites. Yeah, he was great, wasn't he? To I be, love Jeff Hardy. To be fair, like Matt Riddle got done, yeah, from, yeah. got done for marijuana. Randy Orton nearly got three violations on yeah. the wellness policy and was like one test away from getting sacked. Randy, if you're watching, I like you. I like Randy Orton. He's class. So good. Yeah. You don't know who he is, do you? I do know who he is, yeah, but he was, it was like, um, so yeah, it's like Randy Orton, Batista, all those types of ones. Batista, what on, shout Batista we're on, We're sort of in the, as I was just leaving it, they all started being quite big time and I just never really got into it after that, so. Final question then before we wrap this pod up. Oh, go on then. What would your name be? If you got a contract oh, to God. WWE, what would your name be and what would your gimmick be and what would you wear? Jesus. <laughs> you could have hit us, this, hit, hit us with this before the pod. Time to think about it. I'd um, I'd shave my head. I'd, I'd wear all black. I'd start drinking beer. I'd get I'd get <laughs> stone, some music. Stone, stone where, Cold Chris Baker. Yeah, I'd be I'd be Gilberg. <laughs> Gilberg. <laughs> cut, cut that Stone Cold bit out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got carried away. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what I would call myself. It's quite a tough one. That. I think you would call yourself Big Papa Handicap. I'm assuming the handicaps to do with uh, golf. Golf. No, it's just, it's just his handicap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just his mental Big handicap. Big Papa handicap. <laughs> Big Papa handicap. And he'd, he'd just wear all pink. BPH. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I'll go with that. That's fine. If I ever make it and there's still time, I'll call myself that. Yeah, yeah. Promise. I'd just have to... Do you know what, right? I reckon, my, I, would, I reckon I would be like happy being an intercontinental guy. And I'd just like to be someone who's seen as like a really good technical wrestler, like uh, like Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. What a shot, what, what a wrestler. I was just thinking as well, we've talked a lot about like WWE and stuff like that, but what about, I always remember Sting. Yes. Yeah, but he, he was, was he ever in WWE? Yeah, he, he was in. Did he, he come in, in yet? He was in for a time, yeah. Because yeah. was he WCW? Yeah. He come in after he was old. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was past it. But well, he was class, wasn't he? When He's he still got that, now, you know. Is he? Yeah. Was he ECW first and then WCW? No, just WCW. No, just WCW. Because yeah. you've got ECW in the mix yeah. there as well. Yeah, yeah, like Rob Van Damme. Rob Van Damme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've had so many people that came over, like Dudley Boys. They were, yeah, yeah. They were there. Dudley they Boys were class. Over. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer, hardcore legend. The Sandman. <laughs> God. Raven. Sa- Taz. Yeah, Taz. Taz. Is ECW. Ray Mysterio, by the way. Yeah, he's still going. Yeah. He's another one. His son's, his son's knocking him out. Right, boys. Let's wrap this up. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Um... The next couple of pods will be worth tuning in as well because we're going to be moving on to football and talking about, I mean, there's loads going on in football right now. Um, so we're going to talk about that and we've got some, you know, all-time 11s that you definitely worth tuning in for, whether you agree or disagree. Because these are going to be shit and they're going to get ripped apart. Yeah. And then we've got a golf pod as well coming up as well. So tune in for the golf pod soon. So yeah, we'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. <laughs>